1: Welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teal, and we are high atop uh, this beautiful building overlooking the airport. We're on the 12th floor at KSLR, AM 630, and having a great time, as you can tell from our crow's nest shot that our producer, Mark, has so beautifully set up. We've got William Galloway with me today, and I want to tell you about him in just a minute. He's got a powerful story of Jesus that I want you to hear today. Before we get to William, um, I just want to say a little bit. I'm I'm ready to give away a book, so I'm going to talk about this for just a minute. This is the book, Joe Angel, The Guardian Games, book one. This is a book that uh, I wrote several years ago now and it's book one sometime book two is coming i promise i can't wait for how god is going to make that happen but uh in book one especially if you're from in and around san antonio and you've been to the alamo dome did you ever get to play a football game in the alamo dome william i have not what not yet oh my gosh okay all right well um we have some action that takes place in the Alamo Dome. So this was written for young adults, meaning teens. That's what we call it in, uh, in the fiction world is young adults. And so this was written for teens, but I've had parents, I've had older people, I've had younger people enjoy this book. And some of the action takes place in the Alamo Dome where angels and demons battle. And so um, it's really exciting. It's also got some humor. And what I want to do today is I will give one away. I'm going to give it one away to each of our different three platforms. So that means if you email me, and say KSLR, if you email me that steve at verybold.com, then if you're one of the first, I'll have a drawing. We'll probably have a few names, so I'll have a drawing, and you will have an opportunity to win. So we'll just do a drawing. We've got the Facebook. Um, If you want to comment that you want this book, Joe Angel, if you just make a comment in it, then I will enter you in a drawing. And then for the podcast listeners, uh, man, we love you guys, too. Just send me an email and say that you tune into the podcast. And uh, if you're one of the ones that we draw, I will send you this book. And uh I bet you you're going to enjoy it. I bet you you are going to enjoy it. I, I don't usually it's not a it's not a brag. I'm just saying I feel like God was it sounds like a brag. I feel like God was in this book um when I wrote it. And I still feel that way. And I think it could help somebody in your life with their faith. So anyway, there's a little uh commercial and a giveaway. I love to give away stuff. You know, I don't know why that is. Hey, uh, William, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm really glad you're here. I want our listeners to know that you are a young, strong preacher, and you are in ministry, and you are making a difference on a campus. But then I want to talk to you about your testimony because you and I, we've known each other for a little while. How old are you right now, William? 26. 26. You're a young man. Yes, yeah, sir. I but feel I, old, but I'm um, I'm young. <laughs> how are you feeling old? <laughs> no, just ball playing injuries and whatnot. A lot of football. Yes, yeah, sir. A lot of football. So you still get sore and stuff, and oh, still yeah. got some aches and pains. Yes, yeah, sir. When it's cold, my whole body aches. Oh man, that is tough. That is tough. Okay, all right. So you're feeling a little bit older than 26. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How long have I known you? Would you say then, if you're 26? Let's say about nine years. Yeah, I'd say probably nine or maybe, maybe 10. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So um, you were a football player at Johnson High School. Yes, sir. And uh, my daughter graduated same class as you. Yes, sir. And uh, your wife, Aisa. Yes, sir. Yes. So uh, my daughter and Aisa were on the volleyball team together. And uh, Aisa was the best libero in the state. That's a fact. And uh, they went all the way to state and just barely lost in the semifinals. So, um, yes, uh, we go back a little bit, even though I didn't know you very well. I mean, I, you know, I didn't know you very well at that time. But uh, talk to me first, and then we'll go back to how Jesus really got a hold of you. But talk to me first about what your ministry that you and Ies are doing right now, because I want people to support it. I want somebody to come on board with you today.
0: So we, Aisa and I, we are campus missionaries with Every Nation Ministries. So if you've heard of the movie, God's Not Dead, uh, Dr. Rice Brooks, he's the co-founder of, of our ministry. Uh, he founded back in 1994. And him, Steve Moe and, and Phil Benasso were in the Philippines doing a layover. And they said, you know, we we need to reach the campuses, and we need to you know, go to the, do world missions, and we need uh, to plant churches. And so out of that, both uh, Arthur, and then all of a sudden, about six years later, they changed the ministry name to Every Nation. So really what we do is we, we reach the campus with the gospel, and we go to the nation through what missions that we plant churches.
1: Man, that's awesome. All right, so this is Every Nation. So the website eventually they're going to go to is everynation.org. And uh, find out more, find out more about you if they put in William Galloway. But we're going to talk about this today too. And I want you to know if you're watching that, you can email me, steve at verybold.com email me steve at verybold.com and I can get you in contact with William because I will say just personally I know the impact that college ministry makes because of my daughter Jessica through another campus ministry that is really where her faith just that light switch went on and changed her life and, uh, was just such a blessing. So, why do you think it is that college students, uh, that is such a critical time for them to sort of give their, have that opportunity to meet Jesus? Why
0: is that? I think there's plenty of reasons for that. No, mainly I stick to three, two or three, but one is the window of openness. Okay. You know, there's, you no know, Christianity today's survey said that about 85% of, uh, college students will, will give their life to Christ before the age of 25. Wow. And. The bad thing is that they're open to absolutely everything, including all the temptations that this world has to offer. But the good thing is that they are still open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is one of the most formative years, and they're away from their parents for the first time. So unfortunately, about a lot of students lose their faith during this time because they never had genuine faith. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's a perfect opportunity to reach out to students who are, who are searching for answers and students who are, they haven't yet founded their lives upon a specific truth yet, yeah. as opposed to if you reach a 35 to 40-year-old, their lives have already been established, and you have to do a lot of deconstruction mm. before you actually build up their lives upon the gospel and build their lives with truth and God's word.
1: Yeah, okay. Man, that's some great insight. And I think about the campus ministry, and I I do think about, like, God's not dead, and and uh, uh, Rice Brooks um, and everything. And I think, well, man, you hear that campuses are also a hard place because often, you know, and I hate to overgeneralize, but often it's known or, you know, just that professors or whatever maybe sometimes are openly um, against Christianity. Um, And so it seems like it would be also tough because maybe you're pulling kids away. They're coming away from church home or whatever where they didn't really have maybe – that that authentic faith and relationship and then they get into class and whether a professor is just dismissive of Christianity or even openly mocking or whatever it seems like man that would be such an easy way for them to pull away but you guys are in there sort of in the fight right yeah so how does that work I mean do you see that in your campus ministry that there are like Christians or kids that grew up in Christian homes that are pulled away or, or by that or is it what do you
0: see I would say so, you know, going back from UNT when I was a student and being able to see, you know, just college students, people who grew up Christian, and then all of a sudden they move away from the faith, maybe because they didn't have the answers, uh, or something happened, Yeah, you get a traumatic life event, or suffering happens, and all of a sudden, hey, why would a good God allow suffering in this world? Or, if there's God, why is there so much evil? And so, a lot of the questions that we get when we go out and evangelize, when we reach out to students, uh, we use this tool called the God Test. And it's a 10-question survey that really helps gauge where a person is at in regards to spirituality. But the, the point is to really get a frame of reference for what their worldview is. And we, we ask pointed questions like, hey, why do you believe in God? If yes, well, how would you describe God? And the answers that we get, they, some of them aren't really biblical. So you, you have an understanding of, hey, this person is a Christian, but maybe they haven't really read the Bible. Or if they're an atheist, you can understand, you can get a, a frame of reference for why they believe the way what they believe. For example, if, where do they get the more uh const, like what's the basis of their morality? Yeah. You know, being able to answer that question because science can't answer that for you. Yeah. And so you really get a good idea of where people are at if you just ask the right questions, then for me being a compensated introvert, you know, this God Do you know what kinda of introvert? A compensated. What does that mean? I don't I haven't heard that yet. Compensated, so a compensated introvert. A compensated, a compensated introvert is someone who is very much so an introvert. I yeah. like to be you know by myself quite a bit. Yeah. That's where I recharge. But you know, for me being a, a minister and me being a Christian, you no, know, I do feel compelled by the gospel and by Christ uh, to go and preach the gospel to other people. And so I, I've had to learn how to be able to start these conversations and you know communication was never something I was really good at being human impaired. And so I've, I've always kind of isolated myself from these scenarios. You know, but when I got saved, I you know, asked my you no, know, the guy who discipled me, he, I said, well. Now, how am I going to go out and evangelize and share what God has done to me? He mm. said, well, what did Moses say? Mm. And what did God say to Moses? And he says, well, take your friend, your brother Aaron, and he will speak for you. And he said, well, I'll do that for you the first two times you watch me. <laughs> and then uh, I'll throw you out and you learn how to do it. <laughs> and so that's what happened. I picked up these communication skills just through a simple um, acronym called SALT. Start a conversation, ask questions, listen and tell the story. And the God test is really good at helping us start the right conversations and asking the right questions to get to yeah. and really listening to what people are and also being able to tell the story, the gospel story of what God has done uh, for us on the cross in Jesus Christ, but also now our personal testimony as well.
1: Okay, I want to get to your personal testimony. I really I, – we're going to get there in just a minute, but I also want people to know – about like what your campus ministry for you, and I know it's weird during this corona time, I mean, who knows it's it's up and everything, but talk to us about some of the things you've been able to do and where you're at. I guess people don't know where you're doing ministry, so where
0: are you guys at So we are in the Permian Basin, yeah, midland Odessa, Texas, right out there in the desert, uh, beautiful <laughs> landscape. you gotta check it out. Um, Is it beautiful? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> No, no, but it's just dry. Not a lot of trees like you see here in San Antonio, but no, that's where we're at. We're part of a, a great church home called Miss cities Church. Okay. And no, we are on UTPB, University of Texas, at the, of the Permian Basin, Midland College, and Odessa College. Okay. All right. And tell us about, again,
1: I know it's going to be a little bit different, and you know we're all learning how to minister, whether online or whatever. But what are some of the things? When did you guys start there? When did you go to uh, the Permian Basin?
0: My wife and I, we moved there about a year ago. About a year ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And before all this craziness, like, what did you go in and do and what kind of relationships, like, uh, and what kind of mission were you doing?
0: So we were going specifically to, to start a camp, re- relaunch a campus ministry. Okay. Uh, we We chose UTPB as our flag kind of like a flagship oh. campus because it was a four-year university, Middle College and Odessa College are both GCOs. Okay. And so there's a lot of turnover in regards to students. They're only We only have them for two years. So we wanted to be strategic, and with it being a D2 school, the majority of people are athletes. And oh, so didn't And so part that. of what we did was we wanted to create a strategic plan to reach students with the gospel. So a lot of what we do is the majority of our time is spent on campus engaging students with the gospel using the God test. But because it's not a, a large university like UNT or or like ACU or hardin Simmons, where there's a lot more students and you can God test quite a bit, we okay. have to shift. We had to shift to more towards relational evangelism. Okay. And so that's really means training and equipping and empowering students to go and reach their fields of influence by giving them the tools that we have, and because we want to do campus ministry in a way that you no. Know, I'm not doing all the ministry because my role is to equip the saints for the work of ministry so that yeah. the body can grow, and that's what we're having, having to do now. And it's, it's very different, uh, but it's been good. So we want to strategically reach, engage the campus with the gospel, but also, you know, we we disciple them in one-to-one settings and Bible study discipleship groups, in, in which we're able to establish them in the world and the faith and church community. And then next, we we, we want to equip them. Now, yeah. we we want to equip believers in basic ministries to skills such as uh, that was, h- how I was equipped is you know someone teach me what is salt how do how do I start a conversation or ask questions yeah. using the god test Or how do I lead a bible study or how do i uh, just some some how do I just follow up with someone yeah, yeah just simple tools and just being perse- uh persevering through just when people don't answer you okay. Follow up with them again. And, you know, just seeing just basic ministry skills and life skills and and relational skills that we've had to learn. A lot of these students need to be equipped in. Yeah. Because so many people spend time on their phones or or on video video games. And so these students picked up these these skills and all of a sudden you find them ministering to students and doing everything that you're able to do. And then next, we empower them to yeah. go and do ministry to make disciples and obey the Great Commission. Man, that's awesome. Talk to me about, um, you know, I love sports. So,
1: you know, I get to do some different ministries and stuff with sports, with coaches, uh, here in, uh, in San Antonio. And, uh, talk to me about your impact on football teams in your ministry.
0: Good. Right, so, uh, Ernie Kruger and I. No, yes, we, Ernie was one of my guests.
1: Yes. Uh crazy story. Maybe we'll get to to that later. How that is how I found out that God had got a hold of you and right. it made you a powerful pastor and minister and evangelist. So uh but anyway, yeah,
0: tell me okay, go ahead. That just man, whoo, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we in every nation we have a thing called character coaching. Okay. And so th- for example, we have a, a chaplain who who works with the Redskins. And him and uh, Daryl Green. I'm sure you know Daryl oh, Green is. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. It, Dang. He's
1: like, I mean, Hall of Famer, Washington Redskins, probably was at Texas A&I, Kingsville or whatever before mm-hmm. it was A&M. And, uh, oh, yeah. And the fastest, one of the fastest guys ever. Like oh, yeah. yeah. Before there were 4-4 four, four guys, there was a 4-3, Daryl Green. Yeah. All right. So what's the scoop? Yeah.
0: and So he... He and his his son, Jared, they created this material called character coaching. And so oh, really okay. it's a goal to help. The goal of that is to you know, develop athletes, their moral character and their uh, beliefs, and really strengthen the team to make them more effective you know, both in on the field but also off the field as well. Okay, yeah. So um,
1: what have you done with that? Have you made inroads at UTPB? Yes, with, uh, All right,
0: tell us about that a little bit, William. So I got a chance to – Work with, do character coaching for the UTPB football team. Yeah. And so on every Monday during the fall, I had about 100 guys that we would do character coaching with. And a lot of that was it was pretty fun.
1: Come on. I mean, we would drop a mic, except for I don't own the mics. I mean, 100 football players that you're getting a chance to communicate with and impact. That's pretty incredible. hmm Yeah. All right. How, did you find any challenges with that or I mean, you're you're a football player, so you can talk their language pretty easy.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I think the challenge is just finding the balance between being a minister and a, and a character coach. Okay. Because yeah. we, we try to do it in a way where we, we want to honor the coaches, we want to honor the players as well. And so if you're coming in the a character coach, there's a line that you have to walk to, hey, I'm just a character coach for this moment. And so really it's, it's an open door, and you yeah. have to play the long game, which yeah. requires being patient and for the spiritual opportunities to open up. And I think that's really one of the main challenges. But, you no, know, I think the material is great. It's based off of spiritual principles, even though God can't be explicitly mentioned. Yeah. That's hard for for, for an evangelist or for, like, Ernie or myself. Because you know, you're an evangelist. Right. So I, I, love, I love to preach the gospel. <laughs> I would love to just say, you know what, I just want to bypass some of this stuff so and get to the real heart of right. everything. But, you know, it was good. You know, wide door for effective work has been open, and we've been able to build some good relationships. And we're just praying for more spiritual opportunities to be opened up to us, right. so that we can preach the gospel.
1: That is awesome. All right, so William Galloway, evangelist, campus minister. Um, again, I want to give you that opportunity um, as he's building his team. You want to be a part of what God is doing through William and Aisa and the call that God has on their life. So you can email me, steve at variable.com. I will get you in contact with William right away. Uh, but I'm, I'm very excited. I also want to just say to uh, my youth at New Braunfels, we're going to have a high school Zoom Sunday night where uh, William is going to be preaching the gospel. And I really want you to be there as well. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Are you ready? I mean, can you tell me some of the background? I know we'll have some people from Johnson. I talked to Coach dutson uh he texted me just the other day one of your your track and football coaches at johnson yeah, so you remember coach dutson right yeah i love coach dutson yeah okay i told him i, I texted him i said i'll see if i can get him to drop your name and he's like no this is about him this is about him but <laughs> uh so i was just texting him i sent him the picture of you and me from from when we went to lunch at willie's and uh and so uh yeah he was really excited about this but i feel like some people from johnson that knew you you were a different person then right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So, I mean, there might be some coaches or teachers or students that are probably shocked that you're a minister of the gospel now, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Tell us, man, tell definitely. us what, uh, how this happened. Go back. Get, kind of just share your testimony with us.
0: Yeah. Uh, so growing up, you know, I, I was didn't really go to church. Okay. I was in and out of church and very inconsistent. Stopped attending around middle school. And uh you no, know, I I lived in a very functional, uh yet dysfunctional household at times. Functional yet dysfunctional? Yes. Okay. And, and so I won't say too much. I, I no, do, No no I, don't I understand. My no, no. and um but nonetheless, you know, I found football was um my way to get out. Okay. You know, I would try to redefine the Galloway name, uh, through athletics and so all of my efforts focus on uh, earning a Division One scholarship and, and becoming a collegiate football player and eventually making it to the NFL. But pretty soon I just got sucked in because I you know, I, I wasn't founded on uh, God's truth or God's word, and I didn't really have anything to stand on except my own efforts, and I, yeah. I thought I was self-sufficient on my own strength. And when I went to college my freshman year, you know, I became an alcoholic, and so I just started drinking. I had uh a, a injury my freshman year, I tore my hip flexor, and as soon as I returned from my hip flexor injury during spring ball, I actually returned that very same day. I practiced for maybe two or three days. During the spring spring game, I hurt my shoulder, and I had to have uh, surgery the next season about four games in. And so my life was just really just rocky. And yeah. what happened, I fell deeper into alcoholism, and uh, my 10-year pornography mm-hmm. uh, addiction continued to just go downhill. My anger and hatred for people just continued to grow. But you know, all of a sudden, you know, after football, I, trans- well, I transferred to West Texas A&M, and I said, you know what, I'll give football another shot because I was originally going to quit yeah. just because things happened with the program there at the school that I was attending. And after West Texas A&M, I had my career and then shoulder injury. Mm. And it was at that moment that you know, my sense of identity and my work just completely and belief system just really collapsed. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I found myself moralistically helping myself to stop drinking just through self-help and uh, books or just discipline books.
1: And, so you uh, had
0: the desire to stop drinking at that time? hmm okay. I had the desire to, to stop everything that I was doing. Yeah. I would uh, go to the party, and I would leave at 2 a.m. and stumble into my church clothes in the morning and, and go to church. And yeah, yeah. You know, alcohol would be coming out of my po- uh, pores, and people would scoot away from me in the pews, and that's just the lifestyle wow. I was living. yeah. And so I, I knew – Of God, but I didn't know God personally. Right. And I also knew uh, that God's Word was calling me to live differently. I just didn't know how. And so a lot of it was just moralistic and and legalistic uh, stuff that I was doing, uh, doing my junior year at WT. But when I transferred to UNT, that's when God radically transformed my life. I uh, For about the first six months, I wasn't yet saved. I wasn't yet a Christian. And I was still Kind of doing things more holistically and pulling up myself up by the bootstraps. Yeah. yeah, and I got baptized. I remember November first, uh, right after uh, a tournament that I had, and yet that same day I was still falling into the same sin that gotcha. I was struggling with, and I was still dealing with with hatred for people and just so much anger and, and alcoholism and and all these different things that I was dealing with, and I was like, why hasn't anything changed? Yeah. And it came to a critical point, you know, my second semester, that you no, know, I was on the verge of just ending everything, and I just, wow. did, I just didn't know, know what to do. Yeah. And I said, well, this can't be it. But you no, know, by God's grace, I walked into a, a prayer meeting, I, I, for an 8 a.m. class. I got there at 7 a.m. to study. Uh yeah. for, It was anatomy and physiology. All right, Time out. Time out. I never got up in college at seven
1: AM to study for anything. I could barely make my one seven fifty class. So man, you were working hard. It was about the Galloway name, right? Right. And it was just yeah.
0: finding another way to uh be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And to you know, excel just, and achieve Right. Like, yeah. Because success to me ultimately defined meant define myself worth. Yeah. And so I had to find another way to do that. So here only I'm in this in his classroom. At seven AM, and I walked into this prayer meeting, and I and I walked out, and I gave them the privacy. And so, were they already there when
1: you showed up to study? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you walk in, you're like, "Oh, what is going on?" Mm-hmm. And, and I so just down, walked, I walked out backwards yeah. and Yeah.
0: Okay, they're playing. Yeah. And um, then about seven fifty five, my whole class came and interrupted them, and they just sat down because it was time for class, and right. so they left. And then the next week, they happened to be there again. Did you go at 7 o'clock the next week, too? I did. Wow. Okay. And this guy named Joe Naval comes out very energetic, much like yourself. He <laughs> said, hey, champ, would you be a bodyguard for us? And <laughs> hey, I champ. said, I said, a bodyguard? And I mean, sure. And, he's, and then he goes, well, unless you want to come in and pray with us. And at that moment, I said, I hesitated. But then I said, you know what? I'll come in and pray. Wow. And and so I walked in, I I came in and prayed, and and all of a sudden they started praying with me, and I got invited to a Bible study that day. Were they praying
1: for you or with you? Were you just kind of like there, like kind of checking it
0: out, or what? So I was there checking it out, and then they started praying with me and and for me. Okay. And we got got a chance to pray for other people in the room. And it was at at that moment I looked at, I walked in that room, I looked at people that I would never uh, even just spend just give the time of day <laughs>
1: right right and
0: but i knew at that same moment i knew that they had something i didn't have okay and i just told him I said I, I don't know what no what you guys have but i want it wow And they started to pray with me and they invited me to a Bible study. And that's when we went over salvation, a tool called the one-to-one book that we use on campus. Okay. And that's really to help uh, establish believers in biblical foundations such as salvation, lordship, repentance, Mm -hmm. uh, baptism in the church. And we started going over salvation and all of a sudden I started to realize who the biblical Jesus was. Mm. And then the second week we went over lordship because I always knew of Jesus as a savior, but I didn't know. And I, I heard of the term Lord, but the way that the guy, my mentor, put it that day, he said, no, Jesus is Lord. He's the one who calls the shots. He's the mm. one who makes the decisions. He's master. Mm. And, and he goes, well, you played football, right? And I said, yes, sir. And he says, well, he's head coach. Mm. And as soon as I realized what Jesus, what Lord meant, yeah, and what lordship required of me, it meant to deny myself, to take up my cross yeah. and, and follow Jesus. And it meant that if Jesus isn't Lord of my life, uh of all of my life and he's not Lord at all. Mm. And that I didn't have a choice. I, I wasn't the one who decided who couldn't make Jesus Lord. He was Lord already. Yeah. It was either I choose to bow down on this life or yeah. or the next. But that's just the Bible does tell us now that every knee will bow before Jesus and declare that Jesus is Lord. Yeah. And so it was at that moment that I gave my life to Christ and I surrendered everything. And instantly my life was radically changed. My, really? My Ten-year pornography and addiction immediately ceased. My alcoholism immediately ceased. It wasn't like before where I moralistically tried to help myself. My right. nature truly changed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, my hatred and anger towards people started to change in, into a love for strangers, and I just saw them as broken images of God. And yeah, I knew that I couldn't tell what was going on, but I was just be, being transformed day by day. You know, as I was reading God's Word, and I was going uh, to church and being a part of the, the campus ministry. But then now I knew that if God is changing me, of all people, there's nobody he couldn't change. I love it. And, and so that's what really got me motivated to go and, and compelled to go and preach the gospel because God's compassion on me and uh, knowing that he could, he's a transformation specialist. He can transform anybody. There's no one beyond his reach. Wow. And uh, I served with UNT's campus ministry for about two years until I graduated. Okay. Then my wife and I, we got married and we moved to Abilene. We were able to start a campus ministry at McMurray University. Okay. Yeah. With the local church there. And, and now we are we are here in Middle Odessa. Yeah. And you've got uh, John Mark.
1: Yeah. So. How old is John Mark? John Mark is 15 months. Dang, man. That's exciting. That is really exciting. How are you liking being the dad? It
0: is it's fun. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely challenging. But, you know, there's. Now when you read the bible and you you hear what God says you now about God as a father and that God's really ministered to me through these uh, through these past fifteen months about what it means to be a father, what it means to sacrifice and lay down your life you just not just for your wife but also for your children and what does it mean to uh, to be patient yeah you know when <laughs> you know, those late nights and you're waking up you no, know, at three a m and you gotta deny yourself sleep and and feed your yeah. and feed your baby and just so many different uh, lessons that God is teaching both of us through through self denial and through sacrifice, right. uh, through love and through caring yeah. and uh, being gentle and not provoking talk to anger, whatever it is. Yeah. You no, know, even though he's young, but just learning these lessons now, God is you no know, teaching us just a greater uh, depth of the love that He has for us as the Father, and so that's what's been really neat about our parenthood.
1: Yeah, wow. Well, that's cool. Well, William, and and it was crazy when I met Ernie Kruger, uh, I mean, because that was just such a, it wasn't random. I mean, it was God's design for sure. And then I uh, saw him the next morning, just kind of ran into him and his son again. And then we started talking about, you know, realizing that, you know, I knew Aisa and I knew you and and just to hear that you'd become this powerful minister and all that was just uh really amazing just really amazing so i'm so glad that we've reconnected and uh i'm just excited about you know what god is doing in your life i'm excited that you're going to you know talk to uh, my group of high school students and i'm excited to be a part of your team and uh just want to offer again just that that possibility For anybody who's feeling like called like, man, you know, I do understand the campus ministry is really important and I want to be a part of William and Aisa's team and whatever that might look like you, you pray about and you know, you ask what that might look like and, um, you can, uh, you can reach out to me simply just steve at verybold.com and I will get you in contact with William. Um, or you could also find him on the everynation.org website. There's, uh, if you, uh, search William Galloway, I think it'll come up probably, right? Yes, I'm, sir. I'm kind of guessing I see the, I'm not going to give out the give.everynation.org slash donate slash William Galloway. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's too long to say give dot everynation dot org slash donate slash William Dash Galloway. That's just too complicated. I wouldn't read that on radio. But anyway, it's there. Uh, but you can also just email email me, steve at variable.com. dot com. But isn't it exciting what God is doing? Man, you know, just it, it does my soul and my heart so good to see just God get a hold of you and the way he used all those different situations. And um not only are you making the Galloway name Great, you know, redefining it. Um, more importantly I mean now you're, you're making Jesus name great we know Jesus name is great just as, as you said one of my right. favorite scriptures too every every knee will bow and every tongue will confess it's you're going to confess you're going to acknowledge that Jesus is Christ and Lord that he is God uh, but you want to do that now because um, it's going to be too late on the other side on judgment day when everybody just they you finally will get it well it's too late so you want to get it now now is the day of salvation. Now that thing on your heart that you feel beating is because Jesus is saying that I love you now. And it's time to say Jesus, I want to know this Jesus that they got a hold of will. They got a hold of William Galloway. I want to know that Jesus. I need that strength. I need that relationship. And I want not just the forgiveness of sins, but I want you to be my head coach. I want to follow. I want to go where you tell me to go. Make my life purposeful. Make my life joyful. Make my life full of love and Jesus will answer that prayer. There's no way Jesus is going to deny that prayer. So this is the time, and this is the opportunity. So I pray for you, but also I know I've got a lot of believers that are listening, and I just want you to be excited to understand that this ministry is going on on the campus, uh, and that is fertile ground. That is just important ground for people to, man, really get it. And I love just you talking about Savior and Lord. So uh, William, thank you so much for being with us today thank you for answering god's call on your life and evangelizing and preaching and loving people um you're doing you're
0: doing great work thank you thank you steve for having us and thank you for everything you're doing with very bold well thanks uh, man i'm excited for your book thanks it's been a
1: few years but it's still good i think it holds up pretty good so (laughs) all right well i really appreciate you what an honor and a blessing thank you for coming in and, uh, again, you can email me, Steve, at VeryBold.com. We talk to difference makers. Some are international. Some are known around the world. Some of them are just doing great things and are known to Jesus Christ. And Jesus knows what he's doing through William and through Aisa. And I just want to give you that opportunity to be a part of this team. So uh, we talk about Very Bold comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. We talk about that great hope. And when you were just change, just transform that 180, kind of like the Apostle Paul, man, it it just is awesome. And so Paul would go on to talk about that hope that we have, that it's a a real hope. And so right out of 2 Corinthians 3.12, it says this, and then I'll sign off. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold.
0: Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email steve at VeryBold.com.